All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Gentlemen, the matches are coming, and they won't stop coming. It's like one-a-day drip. It's all right. I'm okay with it. Uh... When the I kind of like it when I get a full schedule on like a Saturday or Sunday. Kind of waiting for just one match to roll out. I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. I get it. You could end up with, uh, oh, what was it, Villa and Wolves, which wasn't great No. Uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, but you could also end up with uh, Watford-Southampton, which was a lot of fun. Four goals in that one. Yeah, but one. did anyone watch it? Because they were watching the FA Cup matches on... No, Dave... Today, you, right? You and the rest of Arsenal world were watching the FA Cup. I was watching the Premier League. Look, I was watching Arsenal because, number one, I try to watch every one of their matches. Then also, I want to make sure Aubameyang wasn't starting because <laughs> I want him to start in the league. Norwich. <laughs> yes, I do, Scott. I get it. I totally get it. The last time we recorded, and hopefully you've heard those two episodes that were last week's recording. We got a little eager about the matches returning, and when we recorded, there had been 12 matches played. The first 12 matches, the 12 from game week 30-plus. As we sit here tonight on Sunday night, there have been 12 more matches played. The 10 for game week 31-plus, plus the first two for 32-plus, which will be played throughout this week. At some point when you're listening to this, we'll probably be still in the midst of 32-plus. There's no way that... We could possibly make adjustments other than just re- pick a day to record and just go with it. Right. And that's what we're going to be doing between Life now and Life is now. crazy. It really is. is. It? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. No, it is crazy. It is. It is. This goes along right along with everything else and all the other changes we've had to make in our lives. It's true, but we're just going mean, to be Scott, dropping who'd this. Have, who would have thought there today you couldn't go to the store and get toilet paper? That happened. That happened for a lot of days. For a lot of days, a dangerous number of you days. You could you could easily market Dave, toilet paper it was secondhand. A scary number of days. It way, was ridiculous yeah, way too many for days. a house of six. Yeah. Anyway, I, no, I hear I, I'm point. just saying that's what the type of crazy things that are going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah, like I said just a little bit ago, life is crazy. <laughs> I don't really exactly. know what yeah. he said. My point in all of this is to say we're just going to be dropping these episodes in, and I hope they're helpful, and I hope you love them. Uh, but what we're going to do today is primarily focus on Game Week 31 Plus from this past midweek as we're sitting down and recording this again on Sunday night. We'll probably talk a little bit about the two matches that have been played for 32 Plus. But it will be as normal an episode as we can give you as we discuss these 12 matches. We've got segments. We've got lots of player recommendations. I'm sure we've got lots of non-fantasy 
relevant things to discuss as well. And oh, we do actually have a real life storyline to discuss. As we get on with this, we'll have to start with the fact that we officially have league champions. Brian, do the honors. Let's go on to what we're doing. We're talking about the fact that Liverpool are officially Premier League champions. Scott, I think we should sing it now. You never walk alone. Let's go. Just kidding. No one wants to hear us <laughs> and sing. And a one. And, and a, a two. one and a two. Listen. Congratulations to Liverpool Football Club. They have uh, obviously been one of the best teams uh, in the league that I've ever seen, and that's tough to beat after watching Manchester City over the last couple of years too. But when you include what Liverpool did last year, uh, them losing one game in the league and not winning a title. Again, Painful. I'll say that again. Losing one game in the league all season, not winning a title. And then they roll into this season, and they go on a stretch of 44 straight unbeaten Premier League matches. I mean, that stuff's just stupid uh, to even mention. Uh, look, they Brian said it in October. <laughs> you did. Fact. Go back and listen to us in October. That's true. He said the title race is over. Liverpool has won this thing. Scott didn't want to believe it because he didn't want to let himself go there. When Brian said it, I thought to myself, you know what, I'll be He's probably right. And, Brian, you were right. You called it in October. You might have called it earlier than anyone else ever. Just the feeling. It had the right feel. So I stood by it, and we're all disappointed now. (laughs) What? Oh, except for No, I mean, it's great that it happened. We're all disappointed that my prediction went right. So, Scott, I'm not disappointed at all. Think about this, and I'm going to feed into why we love this game, Mm -hmm. why you love this game. And you've talked about this a lot. In any other sports league, if it was to finish early with champions, would there be anything else to watch or play for? No. Not in European football. There's relegation to play for. There's European spots to play for. Yeah. It is awesome. Oh, yeah. And you have clubs like, and I mentioned this last, last pod, and I'm starting to, like, there's a trend. Sheffield playing out of their skis, three-month break. Can't seem to find no. find their mojo. Yeah. Like their bad luck kind of is keeps adding up and keeps yeah. coming at them. It's true. And, you know, they're in a spot to, to – heck, they're in a, they were in a battle for fifth place. Probably not going to get it, at least not the way with Wolves and Manchester United and Chelsea are playing. And so, you know, it's just – it's those types of things that have relevance that in a normal sports league – wouldn't have relevance because a champion would have been crowned the season would be over. Right. Now, you've got several clubs fighting for European spots. You've got four clubs trying to not be the two that get relegated. And unfortunately, I'm not counting Norwich in that. A little bit of foreshadowing here. We'll talk briefly about Norwich later. But not counting them, there's still four clubs trying to stay up. Only two of them will. That's going to be an amazing battle, too, for those wrong reasons. There's still plenty to watch, still plenty to see. But in the meantime... We can celebrate the style. Liverpool are definitely champions. They became champions in style. On the pitch with a 4-0 win over Crystal Palace, a win that many were saying this was Liverpool at its finest. And then the following day, Manchester City losing to Chelsea 2-1. We'll talk about both matches here now. Do you remember the next day? (laughs) <laughs> I do. You, do you remember any I of do, it? I do, I do. Was it a blur, Scott? Uh, no, no. Listen, I, I, you can neither prove... It stinks prove, that it wasn't on a weekend. 
You, you cannot prove that I was in any of those videos that were seen outside Anfield. Are you still working from home? I <laughs> Wow. I am. What I a am. what a yeah. awesome time you working from home. I bet all you did was fire up a red baron frozen pizza and <laughs> no video calls take on a, Friday. A no swig video of calls. a of a watermelon ghost or something, <laughs> some kind of weird some kind of weird <laughs> beer that you drink now. And and then went to bed early, right? <laughs> There's a He's, he's looking fire into me right now. Like his eyes are very no, direct. Not at all. I'm just, pre- I'm just guessing. Maybe it's the sunburn. Le- has League Travis come out of his stupor yet? Uh you know, he again another. Li- he hasn't Listen, changed much. In our mini league, we have met multiple Liverpool fans. My, my brother Matt being one of them as well. And uh, I didn't hear from him like th- I think he went on like a three day bender, and uh, <laughs> like no one really heard much from him. You know. Hey, no, you know what, brother I'm Matt? Kidding. That's the uh, I I don't begrudge you that at all. We've all earned that. <laughs> Thirty years of waiting for some of us, it hasn't been that long. Of course, sure. I started watching Liverpool about fourteen years ago, and what's funny is now that Liverpool are good, like I feel very, I feel like I very much have to tell people I've been following them for like fifteen years. You know, I it's not like a two year thing for me. It's not just a Klopp era thing for yeah. me. I've been following them. Back, you know, yeah. in the early Rafa days. Oh, I know. I can, I can back and you. Everything that came after that until Sir Jurgen Klopp joined, and uh, is that official yet? By the way, I mean, might as well. Be. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, no, it's it's great, and I, I don't, you know, I don't like to talk too much about Liverpool being my club on this podcast. Sure. But you win a title, first time in thirty years, first time obviously since I've been following them. Cheers, Scott. Here, cheers to you. Cheers Appreciate to Liverpool. It. Appreciate it, Brian. We'll give give Liverpool a cheers. I don't hit your glasses so hard. A, these are new. These are. I Scott, uh, it was my birthday last week or the week before. I don't remember. It all blurs together. <laughs> You're my, drinking for the wrong reason. My wife uh, surprised me with some Arsenal gear from London. Very Two cool. of them being some Arsenal bourbon glasses. So They're uh, adorable. I am drinking from them tonight. Now... Brian, if yeah. you were to ever pick a club as your club, mm-hmm. you would have the opportunity to feel the way that I feel this week. That's true. Um, I've thought about that, and uh, I'll keep considering that one single factor uh, <laughs> indefinitely. I'm going to give you the opportunity, by the way, by the way to, to continue to ride the fence later on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have a two-player no, stud or a, dud. There's a fence being ridden anymore. He's not really a fan of anyone. I wore a Newcastle shirt the other day. I but know you're not a Newcastle. You Castle like fan. Newcastle, yeah, but sure. you're not of a Newcastle like fan. No. You are a Spurs no, I, fan. No, I hope they get relegated. Newcastle. That's not I like true. Them. That is so not true. No, I like them. <laughs> I know. I said I like them. You don't want them to get relegated. You know who I wish was still in the league? Who? Solomon Rondon. Mm. He could play for somebody. Why isn't he? I, great question. Um, no, I, there's there's a whole bunch. So random. Let's go down. Yeah, there's the... a whole bunch of clubs that you like and follow. I get it. You like Spurs. You like West yeah, Ham. Man. You like the Golden oh, yeah. State Warriors. You like the Phoenix Suns. This is not a like... basketball podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. But that is his I list. love Damian Lillard. I have a in Trailblazer Portland. shirt. Again, yeah. not an NBA podcast. Uh, I'm really kind of warming up a lot to... Uh, no, he has one um, team. Let's see you like, here. You like, you like Devin Booker. Let me look it, down. He's a Pittsburgh Let fan. me look Nothing down to the list. Um. Crystal Palace. I like Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. As you wound your finger down the table and randomly stopped on Crystal Palace. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. No, here's what you need to figure out. What 
Premier League side is most like or most embodies the spirit of the city of Pittsburgh? Is this is this a segment? It it is now. I want you to have a club that you can follow. Put your heart uh, play, into. Uh, in true the true okay. Pittsburgh style, you sure. need to play Renegade by Sticks while this is going on. Okay, Renegade Renegade by Sticks. Oh, Mama, I have been here for life. Okay, you can cut that part. Sure. Uh, I, I don't want you to. Nope. Maybe. Not. No, I don't know. Listen, I don't know who it is, and I don't want to think about it really very much. It's got to be blue collar, right? What blue collar? Yeah, team? I mean, there's that. There is that kind of sense about it. I mean, the Steel City, of course, but Pittsburgh's not so much like that, really. So, um, so work in progress. We're gonna we're gonna come back to this, Brian. Can I just say pass? <laughs> For now, yes. If I just say COVID nineteen, can we move on? Okay. Well, as I mentioned, we'll have a two-player stutter dud. Brian will probably oh, yes. say duds. Oh man! To not I'm answer for that. a question. Um, real quick, in terms of fantasy relevance, there were three Reds who made the game week 31 plus dream team: Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mohamed Salah, and Fabinho. Fabinho scoring the game, the the goal of the week, probably uh, with his ridiculous his laser shot from what was it, 35 yards out, maybe. It's like the once in a lifetime sweet spot. Well, maybe not once in a lifetime. He's never done it before. once once a season, maybe. Uh, Obviously, Fabinho, we're not going there in terms of fans. No. He's not scoring 14 points again. But I'm sure Salah owners were thrilled, and Alexander-Arnold owners are equally happy. Yeah. Not I, much more you can say beyond what we've already yeah. said with those guys. So so now, and this is the question that we know. everyone's known. Wait, can I talk about how lucky I was? So, I, I, is or now did you want to save that? that? Let's save it. Well, I'll just say that uh, if you want to tease this for at some point, which we'll probably forget about before the end of the podcast. We did that a few times last week. Sure. Um, we were not going to come back. That's because you, what you did was you said, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to, to that we'll to 17 times. I did. So you made it times. impossible <laughs> numerically to come back to that many yeah, things. That's true. No, I'll just say that this was uh, Sadio Mane's goal was a huge relief to me. Sure. Because it was an absolute miracle of luck for me in particular. Well, let's just, let's just go into it right now so we don't have to come back to this. So, Brian, so coming out last of, week, you had a massive snafu. So, yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could not have been. It could not. You wild-carded. Already a terrible idea in the restart to not set up my team in a way that mattered. Okay. So I had already come into the restart in the worst possible way, having done nothing. nothing. Okay. Not a transfer, and and without even setting, you know, in a week where anyone and, and it who, wasn't on purpose. In a week, it was a right, mistake. In a week where a lot of people, yeah, just totally missed the deadline. A, a week where a lot of people scored over a hundred. It would have yeah. been nice to have done that. Uh, I, my score was okay for the, for doing nothing, but then this past week I, I used my real wild card, and. I found out in the weirdest possible way, the clock on my computer is one minute wrong. Right. Because, so, so as no, I'm... I don't know this story. So I am using my... So I am in the middle of making my wildcard changes. I make I make all the transfers that I wanted to make. And but I'm looking, you hadn't set your lineup and I'm yet, and, right? and as usual, so my wife is at break, sitting behind me, and she's like, you better hurry. She, <laughs> she, she, so I was like, she said, what time are, you know, because I'm like in panic mode, sure, you know, because I'm like, course. oh, man, what do I want to do? She's like, she said, what time do you have to make this decision by? And I said, oh, three minutes. She said, what, noon? She was like, it's 11.58. And I'm like, my clock says 11.57. So I'm thinking like, 
my computer, which is connected to internet, is not <laughs> wrong, right? Sure. And so it gets closer and closer. I, I, my transfers are all in, and I start to move Martin Dubrovka into goal, in, in replacing Emiliano Martinez. Yeah. And when I hit uh, submit save or save changes, it goes straight to the team is updating page. And I look, and I'm like, it says... 1159. <laughs> and Dana, you know, my wife says, no, it's my phone says 12. She was like, I think your clock is wrong. So you uh, missed so the deadline. I missed the again. second deadline. The only thing I had done differently was that this, this time actually I actually people. had made changes. So Martinez was in So goal. Emiliano Martinez was my goalkeeper. Which you wouldn't have had in there. Would not have had him in there. Uh, I bought Son, Hyungman's Son. Uh, he would have been my captain. Okay. I'm nearly sure of it. Okay. But because I didn't change my captain, it stayed on Amani, Sadio Mane. Which... So then, you know, it was the difference between the captain of Son or Mane. And then I left Dominic Calvert-Lewin as buried on my bench, bringing, thinking of bringing him in for... You would have started him. Oh, my goodness. In, a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. And instead, I got Saiz. So I would have played Calvert Lewin over Saiz. Saiz got what, like a six wow. eight. So my yeah, goal, my eight. defense was Emiliano Martinez, TAA, Daugherty, Saiz, and Matt Ritchie. Wow. Which ended up being like Ridiculous. a massive amount of points for yeah. my week. That is that is the end of the segment. Uh, I'm a massive dumbass, and I can never <laughs> seem to get this right. And yet it worked into your favor. And it That's worked. Awesome. It could not have worked better. <laughs> I never. That's incredible. That stuff never happens to me. No, I know. It's ridiculous. So now I answer the question, Liverpool man. What are you doing with these guys? All right, I'm going to say something that's going to be unpopular to most. I'm in the minority view on this. I maybe have said this on this podcast before. I would like Klopp to start rotating players in and prepare for next season. Yep. I. That is stupid. <laughs> I, I don't see how that's stupid. Go for the record. Why? Why not? Next year, I would much rather, at this time next year, I would much rather have another Premier League trophy than the records this year and no trophy next year. There's and no guarantee that you're going to have another trophy next year, even if things go right. right. But, but, if I, but, but you know what you have a chance to do right now? Go for the record. That's what you have a chance to do now. Sure, I get it. You will pro- they will probably never be in another chance to ha- have another shot at this again. It's ex- I feel the exact same way about this as I did about that World Cup, whatever. You got to win the Champions League to even get invited to it. Some whatever, whatever club tournament that is, the Club World Cup. Yeah. Like, you got to win the Champions League to even go to it. You go play it and you win it because you're probably never going to have a chance to get back there again. Like, there's so, it is so hard to win Champions League and their Premier League title. There is no guarantees. So just do it. But the guarantee that has been guaranteed is that there's a little trophy next to Liverpool's name for this season. Why not? Especially because there's no break of any kind of significance leading into next season. Why not set yourself up so that game week one, you've got a fresh starting 11 ready to go, and you haven't been busting their balls to get this record. That's, they don't. Scott, here, here's the other thing. You don't know what kind of madness is going to happen. At the beginning of this next season, agreed. Freaking people freaking out still about COVID, even though the, the deaths are horribly so. low compared to all their predictions. <laughs> nope, I'm keeping that in there. Fact. I am dealing with fact. Oh, okay, Dave. that's fact. 
That view is not necessarily shared by everyone on this podcast. I can express my own opinion. I, I agree. That's why. Fine. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm putting that amazingly. Right I'm just expressing facts. Sure. Let's get back to Liverpool. Bottom line is, my point is, with the madness that's going on, there's no guarantee that there will be another full season. Sure. Totally so just, get it. So do what you got right now. I don't know. I like the. I now that you've clinched the trophy, I'd much rather go and play now the long game and prepare for next season the best that you can with the information there, that you have. The schedule is the schedule is fine. I would say overall pretty good after Manchester just, City. Just like a, what, uh, what I was Chelsea. You have City and Chelsea on there. Or just, Arsenal just and Chelsea City. in thirty six and thirty seven is as is as bad as it gets. And City. Well, City next. Okay. Yeah, City as of you know. Before, Depending on when anyone's listening to this, you may have, or you know, by the time you hear it, might yeah. might already have happened. But yeah, they still have Arsenal and Chelsea in thirty six and thirty seven. So I mean, it's not like you're, it's not some torture chamber they have to go through to get to the end of the right. season. Why not? Why not Minamino? Why not Origi? It just seems like it just seems like the rotation could be a little bit. I mean, maybe just you keep guys a little fresh. How do you feel about it? I don't know. They make me really nervous. Because it just Salah, Mane, Firmino. Yeah, the the heavy hitters. And so yeah. So I mean, as a Mane and an Alexander Arnold owner, like a lot of other people, I mean, I I would love to keep them. I would love to be able to count on them, especially thinking next week, like after the after City, they play Aston Villa. Like I get Villa is tightened up a little bit. Villa is not. They are not being pushed over. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're, the results have been have been overall okay right. for them since the beginning so the, and they have everything to everything to everything fight to fight for yeah. so no i mean i but, am but truly... still if it's aston villa if you know liverpool is playing them at anfield fans or no fans salah and mane who knows why not taa as a captain yeah. choice next week it it changes a lot of of a lot of of decision making i think and i don't think it's going to stop anyone who owns those players from still putting the armband on on one of them. Yeah. Who, whoever you have, whether it's Mane or Salah, you're, you know, probably you're going to captain them. With that said, I, I might be quick, depending on how these next couple of matches go, I might be quick to move down the table with the teams whose players I have in my lineup. We know Liverpool has locked up the title. Yeah. We know that City's focusing on the Cup and right. on the Champions League. Right. Uh, and and they're not leaving second place anytime soon for for sure. No, they're. I mean, they're eight ahead of Leicester, and Leicester. I mean, I don't know what what kind of beach they're on, but they've not. They're yeah. not guaranteed third. They haven't found it yet, and so that that can they. I mean, hopefully they can. I mean, maybe they bounce back here at some point. If they do, they'll they'll change. I mean, how many people have sold Vardy right now? I mean, a ton. Yeah, rightfully so. Yep, but. It just seems like they, for whatever reason, have not hit any gears at all. They have not even. They are not out of restart neutral yet. Everyone else below them is clicking. Yes, completely. Yes, well, except for Sheffield. Well, and that's right, and that's why there are plenty of Chelsea, United, Wolves, Wolves assets that I can Spurs. fill my and even Spurs that I, I can fill my squad with players from those clubs and not miss a beat. Uh, at this point. And so, you know, we are at that point of the season, regardless of what tactic Klopp takes when it comes to his player selections throughout the rest of the season. And the same with Pep. You know, you also have to question not just who these managers are choosing, but what's the motivation level now? 
How is Liverpool, as we sit here on Sunday night, going to come out on Thursday and play against City? Like, you, you want to think that they'd be motivated to follow up their title, their, their title-clinching win over, well, it wasn't really well, the clinching win. if but, it wasn't against City, they maybe they put out a half performance. But you have to wonder, I who's don't think, Pep going to put out there? He played an A team in his FA Cup quarterfinal this week. Who do they play after Liverpool? City. Someone City's in, really at Southampton. Someone, City's really interesting because now that you say that, like their schedule is so like, good. What yeah. do they have after? They don't no even one. know if they're going right. to have a Champions League no one. next year, right? Because of the the UEFA stuff. So on paper, City's got probably one of the best schedules in the league. Yeah, which and now you have no matter what, you have to rethink everything you're doing with them. Regardless, uh, what you do from here on out with your Liverpool and your City players. Uh, is going to be one of the major storylines in FPL. Uh, for the record, I think that City, even as a Liverpool fan, I think that City is probably going to be a little more immune to any kind of drop-off here at the end of the season than Liverpool. That's my opinion. Even I mean, though they, they even have less to play for, right? I mean, now that I think about it, what does City have to play for? Sure, but even without motivation, City's going to score three goals. Unless they're on a total off night, which they were against Chelsea. I'm, yeah, it's just it's just hard to tell, but that's that's what we're all gonna. It's not gonna be so easy as oh Liverpool against this opponent like you were just talking about Brian Liverpool against Villa. Like it's not gonna be that simple. Yeah, you have to think about who's gonna play and what's their motivation levels going to be. Yeah, and especially since, I mean, the team sheet obviously on Thursday will say a ton. You it's know, true. You, you if if there's even a, the slightest bit of wavering from either side, in a way you. It's like you. It's like you're gonna feel like you have proof, no matter which way you're leading on this. Like I told you, they were gonna just run out their best players. I told you they were gonna rest guys. It's true. Like there, it just feels like it. It could go either <laughs> way. I mean, it's it's sorry. I mean, that's this Whatever is fantastic. Way it happens, I will claim it's fantastic analysis. <laughs> exactly, it's fantastic analysis and great for your decision making and what you're gonna do here. To hear, I don't know. It could be could go either way. <laughs> My favorite answer of all time possible <laughs> what were we saying 10 minutes ago Dave I will uh, say this leads perfectly into just a quick discussion on what was probably the match of the week which was again Chelsea 2 City 1 yeah uh, both Chelsea goals were prominent for the City players involved it seemed uh, the first goal Benjamin Mendy and Ilkay uh. Gundogan coming together and then doing nothing with the ball, uh, leading to a, a really nice, nicely taken Christian Pulisic goal. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, obviously, a Fernandinho red card for his use of his hand on the line. Uh, and and those two goals together, uh, you know, the Willian penalty kick to follow, enough to seal the victory there for Chelsea. This leads, though, into my first of two stutter dud questions. Yay. From here on out, when it comes to Christian I feel like most of the season, American soccer fans, American Premier League fans have wanted Christian Pulisic to be relevant. Here he is now with two sevens in a row since the restart. A really nice performance. You know, man of the match performance by many publications in this one. Seven fantasy points again. Is Christian Pulisic, as we move forward, a stud or a dud in FPL? I own him. Uh, I brought him in this week. Um, I think on the grounds, I mean, I, 
I, I mean, obviously, I hope he's a stud for the You rest sold of him for, who for who? I swapped Richarlison out to bring in uh, Pulisic. Save some, save some money. And um, I mean, that's the right move based on form. Yeah, and also, I mean, just it. I mean, in terms of what we were, you know, what we just talked about. I mean, so everyone that's fighting for Europe, and I, you, you know, I would ask you guys, like, how far down do you want to go? Just because Manchester United at forty nine points, are you going all the way to Everton and saying that Everton still feels like they have a shot at it at forty one points? You know, Burnley and Palace, they they seem pretty settled on 42 points. You know, they they are, you know, Burnley's going to play. Crystal Palace is going to have to deal with, depending on what Zaha's injury is. But either way, Palace is in a great spot. And then Arsenal, does Arsenal feel like they can creep up six points? For, for Europa spot. Not, seven points? Not... They can't. I don't think they can get Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so, you, like, you'd get into... you get down to Arsenal... I'd say at least, and you say everyone between four and nine currently in the table, other than relegation teams, has the most to play for. They are yeah. all fighting for at least something. Right. And I would, I would think, in a way, I think of Pulisic the same way as Kane. Like, those guys have been injured for so long. Uh, Marcus Rashford would be similar. Anyone who's just spent the last however long on a major injury and is now back are playing a bit out of their heads right now. I mean, it's just like they are, they were in a way like just so raring to go. Hmm. So I like the, I like, you know, I was thinking of it even for, for the sake of Willian. I mean, honestly seeing Willian take a penalty and we talked about him last week, there hasn't been anyone as reliable in on Chelsea's team beyond William. Willian and, and Dave. So no, that's why I really like, I like where they are. I like how important, uh, he's you know he gets a, uh, comes off the bench and has a great performance. Starts in here, obviously a, a massive goal for them. Uh, I like how fresh he is. Brian's reference to Dave a minute ago is is in as Pilaqueta, not Smith. Just to be clear, not Smith. So Dave, FPL stutter dud, Christian Pulisic. I wanted to say stud. I think I did probably would have said stud or did say stud earlier in the season, and then he got injured and kind of fell off, but. He was fantasy relevant, if yeah. I recall. Yeah. Before his injury, I don't see why he can't be a stud. There's a lot of smarter people than me also saying that. I mean, not only Brian, but other than that, a lot of people are bringing him in. I Even mean, though Pulisic is in form, you still have to have a little bit of concern about Frank Lampard's squad selection because Chelsea have so many players who can play. Scott, you remember what happened when Pulisic finally got a start? What did he do in his first start? Was it a hat trick? Scored a hat trick. Yeah. He started every game after that until he got hurt. Do you think he's in? No just, fears. I'm just saying. Frank starts him again, or he brings him off the bench. He scores. He starts him. He scores against City. He's the man of the match. It's so true. I'm just saying. You feel pretty good about it. I mean, I, I've just talked my into say myself into saying stud. <laughs> now, now that I look, I like to deal in facts. Mm -hmm. Facts mm -hmm. say that Frank's going to play him. I'll just say. In currently overall in FPL, the number three and number five overall players in FPL are Pulisic owners going into this nice. match week. So I, it's not Very to nice. me the form of it is is huge, and I think you know I, I think 
I, I mean, people obviously took notice of this. So. Liverpool were the squad of the game week. Chelsea City was the match of the game week. The individual performance of the game week belongs to Anthony Martial. So let's go there next. Manchester United 3, Sheffield United 0. Martial getting all three goals in this one, 21 fantasy points. Should have held on to him after I not wild-carded and then used wild-card. So I was mowing, <laughs> I was cutting my grass, Brian, mowing yeah. my lawn, listening to our pod in the process just mm. a couple of days ago. That's a and good I way to heard, time. Yeah, absolutely. It helps, helps it go by pretty quick. And uh, I heard you talk about getting rid of Martial, and I, I knew at that point that he had just scored a hat-trick, and I thought, oh. Yeah. That's brutal. Poor Brian. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it would have been nice to have those points, whether or not they were, you know, whether or not they were, even if they were just there, not even captained, but just to have them there on the instead of Bruno Fernandez is nothing. Right. So here's the thing. I, I had this thought with, with Bruno, with Martial, and you have to include Paul Pogba there, all his midfielders in FPL, even though mm-hmm. Martial's playing in front of those two guys, yep. those other two guys. You, know, you have Marcus Rashford as a forward as well. Suddenly you have a Liverpool-esque FPL decision-making dilemma on your hands with Manchester United options. Well, I, I mean, immediately I thought, is it insane to have Bruno, Anthony Martial, and Rashford and just go three... All, because their all, schedule's all, so all, good. Yeah, right? it's unbelievable, and so that's why having all three of those guys, I don't, I don't see it as being a, a really a bad thing. Um, the only, I mean, as we're recording this, Manchester United has just they they did play uh, their cup match. They played yesterday, and so uh, you know anyone who has Bruno should be a, maybe a bit concerned since he played. 192 minutes or whatever, however long the match was. He played the full. He played the full, the complete it was, match. It was. And a, it, they yeah, went into extra. Went into time. extra time and he played and every, like the every last second minute of, of extra time thanks to Slabhead. Right and uh, hmm. yeah, Martial's rested for that. Rashford's rested for that. I'm pretty sure Juan Basaka might have been rested for that match as well. But either way, Bruno played every last second of it, and so. Knowing well, Pogba was definitely not. I mean, he was not a starter, so Pogba was well, he, also but rested. He came in. He was subbed. Right. So, so but the but Bruno, I you know maybe you see Bruno, uh, maybe Rest. you see him off the bench yeah. uh, next match. The other issue is, I mean, depending on where they put him, if they put him more defensively, if they play him back, and he doesn't have to do maybe as much. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you see him for sixty minutes or something like that. It is Brighton after all, uh, and who knows what that match will look like um, after sixty minutes. But you agree with me that there's some decisions here that we have to make. Not only which three, but also you know, which of the three. I mean, really, it comes down to that, right? Which which of the three do I own? Is it one of those things where, like it was with Mane and Salah for the last couple of years, that you just Pick your guy and just go with it and hope for the best. What's amazing is thinking how much of this season I had three Manchester United players already, knowing that yeah, that included those guys. Mason Greenwood and, and Brandon, Brandon Williams. Williams. And yeah. so, and Martial was the third guy most of that time, even when Bruno was still, mm-hmm. you know, when he first was picking up. So the second, of course, that I uh, swapped those two. But for the last couple of weeks, when the team sheet comes out, and I don't know. You know, I don't know what to make of this, but typically, 
know, it's listed as a four-five-one. Martial is the one, right, not yeah, Rashford. He is still playing. In, he's still playing up he's, front, and yeah, he's and he's he's Kedieing to to Rashford's Aubameyang. I mean, Aubameyang is playing on the wing as well, right. They're kind of doing that same thing, and that has been the appeal of Martial all season, is that he's listed as a midfielder, but has been very clearly deployed as the. As the you know, we the like guys player. playing out of position. Hence, the, I mean, honestly, well. like yeah. I, I mean, I, I mentioned we mentioned it before, but I mean, I kicked around David de Gea as my <laughs> goalkeeper, and it, that would not have been a bad decision. But Aaron Juan Basaka, sure. I mean, Juan Basaka is a legitimate consideration here as a defender for your team. I mean, Eleven points, he made the game week dream team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why he should not be at least a thought. If you did Bruno, you know, you have Bruno and, you know, most people have Bruno that are actively playing. And so yep. depending on whether you choose Rashford or Martial or if you just say Bruno and Tony there in midfield and then say, you know what, my third guy is going to be AWB, I don't, I don't hate that either. The schedule is just too good. And they, again, right away when the team sheet came out last match for United, I, I messaged League Drew United Fan League drew to say, what kind of lineup is this? And his answer was, this is one of the best lineups I've seen in six years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just that they started Mason Greenwood, that it's Pogba, Bruno, Anthony, Rashford. Like, everyone is there. And it was just like... It just it, yeah. it did show. Martial got the goals, um, but it amazing. was a team effort. Yeah. That, looked like a tough, that looked like a tough team, man. Could have had six goals before halftime. Honestly, they are in form, and you're right. I mean, Aaron Wan-Bissaka at five point four, you could probably is a, get there. That is a manageable price, yep. Uh, Especially with this schedule. Yeah, I mean, look, Ben Chilwell's put in some great performances, and he's five six. So only in the last couple weeks now, Ben Chilwell is a consideration. He's even more expensive than Wan-Bissaka for a team that's doesn't quite have that same electricity. So, just seems like. No, and even Azpilicueta is one of the other top transfers in so far. We're in the hundreds, you know, the transfers in. But Azpilicueta is one of the top transfers in this week, too. So these guys are all worth a look. But I love Juan Basaka as a choice. Let's talk about Spurs next. They defeated West Ham 2-0. You mentioned Sun earlier, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I One of the things that got cut from our two-hour pod last week mm. that was delivered to you in two parts was I, I was going to ask the question if the joke that we make every year about Harris Kane and his August curse would apply to the month of June when Project Restart, since he just came off a three-month break. Obviously, the answer now is no. I'm glad that I didn't get a chance to say that last week because he did score here. Yeah. Harry Kane, how do you feel? And, or is this a stutter dud question? It or is it? not. Oh, um, now well, it is. Harry Kane, FPL stutter dud, Brian. I have to put a caveat on it. <laughs> okay. If if the way he was used he and his shot chart looks the way it does. Then you're going to say dud. I am going to say 100% stud after West Ham. Oh. Harry Kane, the knock on him, especially since Mourinho has been there, is how deep he had been playing how little he had actually been involved in the box, that that almost everyone attacking-wise had, had outshone him whenever he was playing there. West Ham, he is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 
eight total touches in the box. He he ends he ends even in the la, even with these two matches that have been played, uh, no one has taken uh, no one took more shots than Harry Kane this past game week. Kane finishes with the second most shots for the for the week with six. Three shots on you know, three shots on target, and he's in the box all over the place. It took him a while to get his first touch in the game, but once they started feeding him, this looks like old Harry Kane was this shot chart. All right, so, so he, Brian needs a ten point nine. Yeah. He and Aubameyang are like right there at the same price point. Yeah. And then there's everybody else. Right. That's uh, that's a viable that's, uh, lower, that's a viable option. Right. Where is out. Right. So everyone else is wicked lower. So yep. how do you feel? How good do you feel about Harry Kane? I mean, I just, I mean, it's. Would you recommend people going from a Yang to Kane? Mm, no, I don't think so. Would you recommend people that? Do you like where Yang is? Do you like his position? Do you like where he is playing? He's had a lot of chances. He's had a lot of chances since I, since restart, but he's not. I mean, he he probably should have have. If had that one more that here. goes off the bar, I know, goes in. This is a totally different conversation, I, right? It's one of those things where I I really I, and I'm hoping I'm hoping and praying. I need I captained him this week, and against I, Norwich against Norwich. It seemed like the right move as City and Liverpool are playing each other, and I have three of each of those, so. I captained Aubameyang. Yeah. I need him to come through. I feel like there's a hat trick that's just sitting there. Yeah. There, I'm okay. Look, uh, would I love for him to be playing down the middle? Sure. But does he? Does he, can he still score? And has he had chances from the wing? Yes. The I think the difference too is because of where Kane, because of how centrally Kane was playing, and how wide Son was playing. Son still. I mean, if it's not for you know, it's basically a, a an ankle that keeps him from scoring. You know, against West Ham too, but you know, Son Son at least gives you something. But Son did not have the same type of, you know, it's not the same type of heat map. It's not exactly the same number of touches or shots that Kane gave you. And that's, I mean, look, six shots. Son because Son's goal is was overturned. Son finishes the West Ham match with zero shots. So Kane. Like the, it's a big, big difference when Kane is playing where he was against West Ham. Does he do it again? If he does it again this coming week, that's then yes. Then I think then you have to start really thinking about it because right, that so, means he is dead center where he has historically been the most effective. Where he needs to just, as uh, previous writers have said, just kick ball at net. All right, so let's roll this into now, son. You like you like Kane. You you would spend the money on Kane. You I think love. It, I think it. You hurt, love the I think, stats. I think that, it hurts. It hurts Sun it for hurts sure. Sun. You're saying you're saying you're out of the Sun game. No, I mean I, I like in in this scenario, Kane playing here. Yeah, I would rather have Kane than Sun in this. Would you own in both? this scenario? I don't think I would because okay. I think you would probably need money moving Sun to someone cheaper to be able to get from almost any. Because of what you okay. said, because of the price point, you'd have to move Son for someone cheap. For uh, just just for you know full posterity's sake, Davinson Sanchez was the Spurs player who made the game week dream team. Uh, just to be thorough, there very little fantasy relevance, in my opinion. 
Let's move on to Arsenal briefly, Dave. Uh, they defeated Southampton. It was Southampton nil, Arsenal two. This leads. Come me on, you guys! We talked about Aubameyang already. Hasn't quite found it during Project Restart yet. It seems inevitable. I think everyone's anticipating it to happen by the time you hear this against Norwich in 32 plus in a couple of days. Uh, but here's my question: Stutter Dud number two, or two and a half, since Harry Kane was a bonus. Uh, Eddie and Kedia. Dave, Eddie and Kedia, a three and a six, scored six fantasy points here against Southampton. Looked pretty good. Much, much cheaper than Aubameyang. In terms of FPL, and I'm going to find his price here in just a second, would you consider Eddie and Kedia a stud or a dud? Scott, I don't know. I know that. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to make an opinion here. I'm probably going to talk myself into something. <laughs> So I'm not convinced right now about his uh, his playing time. It's It's been there, though. Well, I know, but it's like he's rotating with Lacazette, like Aubameyang starting every game. Martinelli has, has had a little bit of an injury. Yeah, he's and, hurt. And so it, there's something going I on think with this I thought Martinelli might have had surgery. Yeah, so no no return date has been set for Martinelli. Yep. And, and they love him. Uh, and Kedia, obviously, look, they brought him back early from Leeds out of necessity. Yeah. But he's been amazing since he's been back. And his, and where he's playing is, is prime. And I'll say this. Kieran Tierney's, and I, especially today I noticed it in the FA match, in the FA Cup match, his crosses to the middle are unreal. Yeah. Unreal good. That's why he signed him. And... And if 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 Finchetti is the guy playing in the middle, like whoever's playing there is going to reap benefits. And what he's at a four 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 four. What do you have to lose? Right, nothing. nothing like, and I own him, and I now I'm wondering honestly this week if I should have captained him. Wow, I it's I cra- it, look. I I'm dead serious about what, just because of the matchup. I ended up playing him over. Well, I played him over Calvert Lewin. That is for sure. Uh, well, to trying so, to maximize the matchup, but yeah, I mean, I. So ha, I, why wouldn't you? Could you? I mean, he should be a third forward for most, for most people. I imagine a lot of people had already, you know, once he was getting significant minutes, would have thought of, you know, to make him a, a third forward anyway. But now, if you had, if you have him, you can have him in a bombing. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Why couldn't you? Yeah. No, I know. It, it, it's crazy and wild to think about. Look, Arsenal's got issues defensively, but when they go forward, they're, they're continually looking threatening, and Arteta's playing the young guys right now. Saka, Nketia, Joe Willock, <laughs> Reese Nelson, like all these young guys, you know, and, and now that Tierney's healthy and, and others. So uh, it's it's interesting, and it's fun to watch. And who started today? Lacazette. Lacazette did start today, which means he right. definitely is not starting. Which means you're going to, you know, that's why I'm saying and it's as soon be, as the team sheet be came Nketiah out. starting the next game. So, um, you know, Arteta kind of did this in the league where Lacazette was playing the Champions League matches, and he was, Aubameyang would start pretty much every match, and Martinelli was getting time, and Aubameyang would end up moving to the middle, and Martinelli played on the wing. So, and has moved into that role. Leeds, good job. Thanks. Thanks for not playing him enough. I want to go back briefly to I, I forgot one thing when we were talking about Spurs and West Ham. 
Brian, I know you just yeah. recently played your wild card. Dave, you also played your wild card. Which, by the way, we said at the top of this episode that these matches are coming too fast. These deadlines are coming too soon to necessarily have a pot out for each episode. So, you know, we're giving you advice that we hope will, will sustain for the long haul. But with that in mind, we did post your wild card squad on Instagram, on our Instagram account, yep. Fantasy Soccer FC. Uh, and so if you're not following us on social media, you're missing out on some of the things that, that we are able to decide and do in between recording episodes when it comes to these deadlines. Uh, when you were looking at your squad, both of you, for the wild card, and I think we all three have our free hit chips still remaining. I do. I have my free hit so and triple captain. That's going to be... When should I bench boost? <laughs> Game week 30 plus. Okay. Is it too late? No, I don't, wait, yeah, I don't <laughs> think I can make that retroactive. Oh, okay. Sorry, bud. Um Game week 38 plus. Okay. Anyway, uh, so with our free hit chips, you know, still upcoming, when you made your wildcard decisions, did you give any thought to Jared Bowen of West Ham? I I did not. I I did mention Mikhail Antonio. He's the only one that I had seriously even thought about, and I would say that was about a a quarter of a second. We talked about – this is the kid they signed in January, right? from Hall City. And he came in and started – he started doing things right when he came in. COVID happened, and then we forgot about it. David Moyes said if we're relying on him, then we've got bigger issues. Yes. But they are. So maybe they have bigger issues. But fact is they they are. are. And he hit the the bar. Anything good – that was happening for what? Anytime West Ham had any kind of sustained possession, is usually because Bowen was dribbling the ball forward. Yeah, I mean it was all Jared Bowen, and and I know they only had four fantasy points from this match, but I just watched that and I thought, okay, obviously I'm seeing something in real life. You know, I don't know if that's going to translate moving forward into fantasy points, but if West Ham are going to stay up, there's going to have to be some results, and it's just possible. It seems almost likely that any any results West Ham get is going to come through Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen's listed at a, at a 6.4, Scott. He's a little high. A little expensive. He's higher than you'd like him to be. That's why it requires a little bit of thought. Before we get off Arsenal real quick, not to jump back to it, and Brian might have a – did you have something to say about Bowen? No, just that I agree. As far as the West Ham motor goes, I just don't – I mean, what's difficult is – the one good thing you would you do it's have expensive. with him six four is expensive. Six four is expensive, but the one good thing you do have again, it's one of those it's one of those teams where you know for sure, barring injury, that guy is is an integral part and will 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 have a, will be a factor. You never have to worry about rotation. You would not have to worry about motivation. You won't have a better enabler in the midfield than than uh, Bukayo Saka. Yeah, for sure. For Arsenal. At a, at a four seven, he's probably a four six. He's probably already gone up, but yeah, he's he's ridiculous as an enabler. All right, let's go through the rest of these uh, game week thirty one plus matchups, and you guys let me know if there's anything you want to discuss from them. Uh, first off, let's talk about Norwich nil Everton one. Uh, Everton's goal coming through Luca Dina and Michael Keane, two defenders that we talked mm-hmm. about in our last episode, Brian. Yeah, look, I mean, like I said, I, that's why I asked the question about Dina. Is their their schedule is you know once once you once you deem a team's schedule to be nice, um, you have no choice but to look at the you know which of their assets do you think you you want to grab onto. So everyone, of course, this past week was going to BCL, was going to Richarlison. I captained Richarlison. Uh, Thanks for nothing, dude. Right. Um, Shut up, Scott. 
It's what I it, said nothing. It's not. I mean, I know what you're. Why? What? Who could blame you? I hate that guy. No, it's just like, come on, man, come on! Like you're playing Norwich, they got nothing to play for. Like they lose one of their center backs to injury. Like, come on, man, just really. Everton haven't found it yet. Really, you can't find a goal in that. Everton don't have their mojo yet, at least not on offense. Not yeah. on offense, but you know, Dini with eleven, I think it was, and Michael Keane, I want to say fifteen fantasy points. Yeah, and and of course, and then you know, Mason Holgate, you have to throw in there too, on as a sure pod favorite gets clean sheet. For sure, and 4.3, and so... Which I was happy about that. But no, I mean, look, Dina, that's why I asked. I mean, I can't, I, I can't think of a, a person with a bigger name, with kind of more pedigree coming into the season than he had, and who's been, you know, quite as disappointing. You know, there's lots of guys that kind of come and go, but he never really showed up at all. His ownership is still decently high, too, so... Uh, it's weird to think of him as a differential, just be, you know, on the on the grounds that we hardly ever talk to him, or yeah, that we I mean that we hardly ever talked about him um, throughout most of the season, except to say, where is that guy? You know, kind of where is that guy gone? Points wise. Anything else on Everton before I say one brief thing about Norwich? Does it bother you at all when they that they have to play like we're gonna watch and see what happens when they play Leicester, but then they have to play Spurs and then they have to play. Southampton, you look at that one. And you Southampton just say, are in form. I was gonna say that's a tougher. That one's tougher than it probably than you you know than than the name value says. And then Wolves after that. So you have four in a row where it's like this isn't great. Does that bother you, Richarlison owner? Well, yeah. I mean, it would bother me more if I was a whole. Look, owner. I, I owned him for the last yeah. like two or three games. Defensively, and, and that you done... look at it and you say, yeah, I don't know if this isn't yeah. my favorite thing. But Dini's I... going to have to score or assist in order to probably get to. And likely, I mean, at this point, you'd say he is probably going to be a part of it. Yeah. If it if it happens. if it happens. Yep. Yeah, I might be selling him. He but if he doesn't do anything this week. Richarlison? He, he's he's getting shipped out. From captain to transfer, the yep. Richarlison story. Done. Yeah. Uh, briefly with Norwich, I want to I want to assign the manager quote of the week to Daniel Farka. Farka? Farka. Yeah. Okay. If there's one thing that is different between American sports and English sports, I would say it's the realistic talk of the managers. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like in America, most you get coaches a bunch of and cliches. managers, it's a lot of cliches, a lot more uh, optimism. Correct. Optimism. Okay. There's a lot more realism with European football. Managers. I like realism. Well, then you'll like the manager quote of the week. Great. It's it's one simple sentence. Post match, Daniel Farkas says, "It's not realistic for us to win the FA Cup or stay in the league." Oh wow. Well, I mean, he's right. <laughs> so yeah, realism. Lord Farquhar. That, okay, I'm sorry, that is that is some doom and gloom. If you're Jamal, I mean, he said positive things on both sides of that sentence, but in the middle of it yeah, sure. was that sentence. If I'm Jamal Lewis, yeah, what am I thinking when I hear my manager say that? I'm um, yeah. thinking about getting with my agent. Yeah, if you're, you someone, know, I was gonna say if you're Max, someone, if, if Max Aaron, if you're Max Aaron, if you're Jamal Lewis, yeah. If you're Someone. Todd, if you're Todd Cantwell, I feel like your injury today is probably going to yep. uh, get it's, get it's, worse until July 31st. It's time. <laughs> it's time to go play for somebody else. All right, I don't like it. I'm gonna just go ahead and say I don't like it. I, I want my manager to uh, what, at least I mean, say the right thing. Dead serious. What what percentage chance? 
do you give them? Six points behind Villa. And no, Villa, Norwich, Norwich them, is done. I give them a one percent chance, and it's only one because they're still playing matches. What if they win? What if they win next time? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I agree. Because, uh, the, but what clubs if above, like Villa's going to get another draw? And do you think Bournemouth? Two results away. Bournemouth is in a is in a free utter free fall. Yes. Do you not think that Norwich could possibly hack their way up? No. All right. I agree with you. I'm just asking. Sure. Fair enough. Next result, let's talk about... They were fun for a minute, though. Leicester nil for a minute. It was fun. I mean, I'm still holding on this pookie bet here, Dave. That is like the drama of the end of the season for me. Cannot like, believe. Your boy pookie has not scored a dozen goals this season yet. I can't believe it hasn't happened. And I, I'm like, you're going to have to If I lose this it. bet, this will be... One of the biggest, most epic losses in a bet of all time. <laughs> oh, I can't. One wait. that should have been locked up in October. And it, has it almost not, was. Has not happened. It almost was. Has not happened. Oh, man. When I call him, I call him, you know? Oh, stop. Uh, Lester, yeah, watch him score now. Lester nil, Brighton nil. Lester hasn't found it yet. Ben Chilwell's been great in two weeks in terms of fantasy. Schmeichel, yeah. the goalkeeper of the week, because of his penalty kick save on Neil Mope, which had to make you happy, Dave. Kudos. Yeah. Well, so a couple things. Number one, I thought to myself, you, Neil Mope. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, I thought to myself, how does Lee Guerin know what's about to happen? He he brought in Schmeichel. Lee Guerin started Schmeichel on a free hit. He free hit this week, Brian, and anything that kid touches is straight gold, right? Right now, there is no one. If you would like to know what move to make, <laughs> you should follow League Aaron and no just doubt. do whatever he, whatever whatever he just he's did. Whatever he's about to do. I need to also do that. Which then should, to go back to the top of the show, should make you rethink exactly how many Manchester City players you have because he has loaded his midfield with Manchester City players. He owns what? De Bruyne, Silva, he uh, just Sterling, Bernardo right? Silva. I was going to say Bern- Bilva, Bilva B, B with a B. and Sterling. So you look at that, and I think a lot of people might look at that and say that's way too expensive. That's way too many city midfielders. And then you think, but he's winning. Uh, <laughs> but a Aaron's lot. doing it. But he's doing it, exactly. So <laughs> a lot. should I maybe be also doing it? Anyway, uh, League right. Aaron's crushing it right now. He is. Uh, let's move on to Wolves 1, Bournemouth 0. A uh, few clubs. Don't you want to say anything about Jamie Vardy? Do you even want to? Do you even want to say yeah, anything no, about him? Uh, no, I'm just saying, like do, uh, transfer out. Do you have any hope whatsoever? Exclamation point! Do you have any hope whatsoever that they turn it around? Sure. Their schedule. Their, their schedule is very red. The rest of this. The rest well, of the semester. I almost said. Semester. Scott, I, I agree. I don't know that it's Leicester red. seems to be slightly off. They're off. They're uh, definitely at least offensively. Off. Telemans, Madison's got a knock. You know, like they they don't seem to have in quotes it. Harvey Bar- Gray is the. Is I was going to say the- Harvey Barnes gets has gotten kind of uh, a bumped a bit here. Yeah, Demari Gray has has found a new spot. Sure, and uh, and that might not last. I right. mean, it's Demari Gray, but he's he scored seven fantasy points over two game weeks, and uh, that's the most for any midfielder forward in the Leicester squad. Jamie Vardy has had a pair of twos as we sit here so far. I know. I know, Bro- brother Matt's had him. Can he find it? Yes. Will, like, am I going there anticipating them finding it? No. 
All right, can I go on to what I wanted to go on to now? Yes, right. yes. It's Wolves. We have to talk about Wolves. Raul's the forward of the week with nine fantasy points. Wolves the forward of the restart. Wolves won Bournemouth nil. We mentioned no, about Bournemouth. Stop. That's the bourbon You're, talking. You were thinking Jimenez, Jimenez. Stop. Jimenez is the forward of the restart. I, I hear that. And you know what's interesting? So we have the benefit now of having seen Wolves play 32-plus. And a lot of us, myself included, captained Yeah, Raul. and that's not a bad move. You weren't rewarded, but it's not a bad well, move. It really is not. Den Donker gets the goal in the true win over uh, and he's been he has definitely been reliable. It was uh, I you you probably say just based on who he is, you'd not say it's worrying, but he did you know in thirty one had one shot, so it, his one shot leads to the one goal. It's not what you want from anyone. You don't want one shot. You do want one shot, one goal, um, <laughs> and. This match, you know, the, the what we just watched, you know, was it was, uh, I mean, it was Jota who missed the best chance probably. Doherty had one of the other really good chances for Wolves. Can I, and, I just have to interrupt you right there. Yeah, uh, I know that we've gone into thirty-two plus. Yep. With discussion on Villa and Wolves there, and your mention of Jota, mm-hmm. but I do want to use a segment that we visit repeatedly on this uh, episode. Yeah. I think we have to give out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. To okay. Jota? To Neyland and Jota combined. Neyland. Wow, dude. Villa goalkeeper. That dude. I think he tried to throw it too hard. The, he, he did his min, best minulay. <laughs> it slipped right out of his hands. I don't know if you saw this. He's going to throw it 50 yards, and the ball just slides right off his fingers and falls right down at his feet. Before he can get to it, Jota's moving forward, capitalizes on the mistake, and then kicks it 46 feet straight up into the air over the over the crossbar into the seats. What a combined shit of a play. It was awful. What, well, I mean, seriously. It was terrible. It, I thought it, it was like, are we watching a League 2 match right here? I know. Well, no offense to League 2. Uh, but Fair that enough. was by far. What's yeah. below League 2? Christian Benteke. League 3? No, there's not a League 3. I know, <laughs> I know enough to know that. It's something. What's below League Two? Whatever. If only there was a way, Brian. Well, our British, we could find our British friends are shaking I know. their heads at us. Barry, ease League up on me. Trois? I mean, it's the it's the fifth tier is where it, like, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. We're, we're going to move All on. Right, fair enough. Because we're offending even the fifth league. I know. The fifth tier at this stage. Yes. But Neil and Joda combined the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. Moving forward, you know, Wolves are done as we sit here because they've played 32 plus. Yep. So their next match is now going to be against Arsenal in game week 33. What Wolves players do you want 33 and beyond? Anything change from what we t- discussed last week? No, I'd still take Jimenez. I, I'm not planning on transferring Jimenez out, although Rashford does seem tasty. Mm-hmm. That might be a move. I have two free transfers this week. It might be a Rashford out, Richarlison out. I mean, I'm sorry, forgive me. It might be a Jimenez out, although I don't feel great about that. But Jimenez moving out and a Richarlison moving out. Mm-hmm. I mean, look. You guys- I mean, look, Brian, would I be horrible to move with United schedule and form and they've looked good? Would I? Am I crazy to move out Richarlison and Jimenez for Rashford and Martial? No, not at all. I mean, that could easily happen. No, you like you like you over, over between the two teams. You like United schedule much more. I was going to say, you know, Wolves have Arsenal, who 
Are they tightening up defensively? Are they? They're a disaster. I, I mean, I mean, they did. They have held look with, with Martinez back there. They let a goal in. They let a goal in against Sheffield in the FA Cup, and two others scored that were offside. Since Thank the you. restart, <laughs> since the restart, they have scored four goals. They managed to squeak a goal out against Villa. They managed to squeak a goal out against Bournemouth, and then the other goals came against West Ham, who are a sieve. So the last two weeks, you like these are the three weeks where you looked at their schedule and you said, "Yes, give me all the wolves," and they end up scoring not a lot. Mm. And and look, as good this is why when we talked about whether or not to own Traore, Traore he didn't start. Again. He didn't start again. So that's two out of the three I since know. the restart that he's. You this were is right, exactly Brian. why you know the you concern. Were right. I'm not looking for that. However, I'll take it. Scott, but, he was looking for that. But what I'm saying is... Agreed. <laughs> he is indirectly... He hockey-assisted the hockey-assist to, to get the goal he here. He set it up. Right. So And Jimenez set up the setup, which then leads to the two most useless players scoring the points. Not if your brother Matt would then donker on the bench, hoping and praying to right. God that, that someone an, doesn't That start. anyone doesn't come in. <laughs> That's right. Right. No, but it just seems like in the next in the next few weeks, it just there's not a whole lot. Like you don't love the Arsenal match. I just don't think they're gonna just roll in there. No, I agree. I agree. The same. I mean, Sheffield is Sheffield is struggling, but you know they're still up for still, a fight. You still don't love it, and then it's Everton after that. You don't love it defensively. Everton's looked pretty good. Burnley after that, at Burnley. So they're at Turf Moor. You don't love it. Then they play Crystal Palace. You don't really don't love, love that, that either, yeah. And then they end with Chelsea in the last game week, which, you know, week 38, who knows what I you're going to I think I might get. be out of the Wolves game, bro. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, you You know, I think Raul's just too good of a value. I, I mean, he's such <laughs> a good value that I don't own him. Of course I'm not going to have him. Why would I? Well, but, but he, he's you know, doing so though, good. When you when you set it up like that, and you look at Jimenez, and then you look at you look at his schedule, and then you look at Rashford's schedule, that is a I mean, there's a massive difference there, and Rashford's a little more, a little bit more expensive. He's a nine one, so it's not like it's a, just a, a like for like, but their schedules couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at, I mean, I own Saïs and Doherty just like most, a lot of other people do at this point. Just think of those two guys. Do you, do you really want to roll? I mean, if you're going to play one of them during any of this this next run of matches, like the, you know, you I think the clean sheet potential is is better against say Burnley or Crystal Palace. So when you get to those, even though they're rated gray, even though they're gray matchups according to the matchup rating system. You just think like those are those feel like the kinds of matches that are going to end in a clean sheet for them, even if it's nil-nil. So in matches like that, you're going to love to have Saiz because of his price. Doherty in those those matches becomes a really expensive guy to have whenever there's you know, if they're not going to be that you know, potent offensively. You, that's why you love him, is that he has capabilities going forward, and you have clean sheet, you know, or, uh, yeah, the clean sheet potential. So, well, just something to think about. 
I would definitely be sending Raul out of my front line before another one of my forwards, and that is Danny Ings. Southampton's also played their 32-plus match. Uh, obviously, in the in the shutout against Arsenal, Ings didn't do much, but he did score a brace today as we're recording this against Watford in 32-plus. Danny Ings still has a, he's still got a little bit of something there as we head towards the conclusion of the season. Um, you know, their opponent in 32-plus, Watford, they are another club that has not found it yet. You know, your boy Saar, not doing anything. Deeney, not doing anything. Not a whole lot going on right now with Watford. No, that's too bad because there's their schedule, uh, they will have a run here soon where you look at them and say it would be nice to be able to count on Saar. You really might think about Deeney as a differential, but they're just it just is not not happening it's not there and another word uh finally on newcastle matt ritchie the guy that uh, brian waxed eloquently about last episode scores eight more fantasy points here in game week 31 plus what was great about it is that he was the only one in the newcastle defense to do that because he was subbed off early with a yeah. with a slight <laughs> knock and then they conceded their goal so anyone who d- went with ritchie uh, it was looking it was looking okay for a while there for Lascelles or Federico Fernandez owners and then uh, Villa picked it up and Villa got it. it was a it was not a great goal it was a goal that I'm sure that Newcastle was probably kicking themselves for for conceding but still uh, it was nice goal's to get. a goal and and Richie look I mean he was he was far and away the most dynamic player I think for them and the reason why he had eight and not just a normal clean sheet is because he still managed in a one-one game to be uh, to get two bonus points. Uh-huh. So he has been like that uh, for a while now. Uh, I'm I really I'm I'm really torn about whether or not I want him to play um, their next uh, their next match against Bournemouth. Uh, I like the guarantee of Saïs's clean sheet to come in, but you know the way Richie's been playing, I kind of want to see him get back mm-hmm. out there. But. Interesting. Let's take a look at the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast League table. FC Goody rode 30 and 31 plus into first place, and he is currently sitting in that top spot in the league with uh, 32 just partially underway. It's too soon to tell if he'll be able to keep it, but he's got a a comfortable 34-point cushion as we sit here on Sunday night. Over. Over Downing Young Boys. Uh, was in first, now in second, uh, very closely followed by Nirvana State and Game of Thrones. Who's moving up the table? Nirvana State is moving up, and those second, third, and fourth are only separated by six. Right, or uh, Scott, Scott, who's in fifth? That would be our boy Aaron. League Aaron, mini league Aaron. Wow, mini dude. mini league, yeah. He, anything? Hey, look for any. We've already touched on it, so I'm going to read his team, just because. Look, we've never had reason to do this before. Anything he's touching right now is turning to gold. So let's just discuss it. He's got Henderson and gold. Bad decision there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Trent Alexander-Arnold, Saiz, Doherty. So he's got sixes out of both Saiz and Doherty already. De Brown of Sterling, Grealish, Bernardo Silva, Aubameyang, captain this week. That was very smart. Jimenez and Ketia Bryant. So he's starting both of them. Yeah. I think. And then on his bench. Uh, which I'm sure he's going to be making some changes. Remember, he free hit last week, wild card or bench boosted in 30 plus. So 
He is still kind of making changes, but he's got Leno, Egan, McGinn, and Mings on the bench. So he'll be making changes uh, coming up. But um, I don't think he made a transfer this week, so he'll have two free transfers next week. Once I find out his moves, I'll I'll try to <laughs> pump it to Scott so we can nice. broadcast on socials. Yeah. Sure, sure every that. every his free hit he couldn't have crushed harder. No, that's it was ridiculous. True. Absolutely true. All right, well, Dave, is there anyone else you want to talk about? Is there anyone else you want to talk about? I just I want to I kind of want to mention that Tammy Abraham had in twenty eight minutes for Chelsea had. Th- three big chances. You're saying he's going to get his shot? Just that I mean no one had more than that in okay. the in the in the last 2 weeks. Um I'm just wondering what one in 4. I yes, that is yes, that is exactly right. I'm just wondering what the chances are of Tammy Abraham uh getting back to what would have been uh beginning of the season normal. But he was stud. He was stud to start the Absolutely season. Absolutely stud. It was a must own to start the season. Has, I mean, do you count on Giroux holding on to that starting spot? I don't know. I don't feel great about it. I got to believe once the regular season starts, Scott, the next season, mm-hmm. Abraham's going to be the starter. The reason why I, well, he's, yeah, he's, they're talking about his new deal that's coming up. I'm just saying until week 37, between this week and week 37, there's hardly a team you like better than Chelsea. Than Chelsea. So mm-hmm. you got, you know, after West Ham this week, you get five five weeks that you say that's useful. They're at least a, a useful team. So I'm just I'm okay. I'm wondering if you if you see Tammy get back in the starting lineup this week at seven don't and be, a half. Don't seven, be surprised. Seven and a half. We, he, Would he you might, rather have uh, Jimenez or Abraham moving forward? I'd rather have Jimenez. Okay. As of right this minute, that's why I'm saying Tammy. Tammy for that price could force a lot of. If you knew Tammy was starting, if you knew he was starting, it would be. It would. Right. I mean, it would be a a coin flip at that point. But you don't know Tammy's starting. Right. Problem. I I don't know. That's why I'm saying if you if you see call Frank call Frank get Christian on the phone. If you see see him if you see him start this week, I think it's gonna it will it will change. Well, we have discussed too many players for me to be able to transfer in for game week 33 plus, which means we must have had a successful show. So, Dave, yeah. I think we've done it. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>